Hello and welcome to Dank Ferrick, a Star Wars podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler, along with my co-host, Carlos. And today we are going to be talking about The Book of Boba Fett, Episode 1, A Stranger in a Strange Land. Mm. This has been a long-awaited episode, my friend. (laughs) This will be a day long remembered. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't wait for this, as you know. Mm -hmm. Biggest Boba Fett fan ever. So I was super excited for this. And I sort of regret having stayed up that whole night waiting for it. Did you? I had to be up for work the next day. (laughs) 3 a.m.? Yeah, but I was on COVID quarantine, so I was working from home, so it wasn't that bad. You but said I think for uh, <laughs> next episode, I'm just going to go to sleep and then wake up for it and then go back to bed rather than stay up all night waiting for it. Yeah, like a regular person. It's yeah. <laughs> I was tired. It's I was not, worth not ready it. for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I, and it's good contrast because I am not the biggest Boba Fett fan, so <clears throat> it gives us a, a good a good thing to to dissect a good balance yes a balance yes a dyad you will. <laughs> a power like life itself <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so just to like quick thoughts uh, like on the surface what do you think about it so I originally went in and I kind of knew what to expect as far as the first episode because we had gotten so much dialogue from um, Robert Rodriguez saying like, hey, the trailers have shown basically the first episode's first half. It was bullshit, by the way. Which, yeah, it actually wasn't <laughs> true. It was, sort of, yeah. it was sort of true, but it wasn't fully true. Yeah. Um, it was true from a certain point, point of view. <laughs> Nerd. Which basically, like, maybe half of the the trailer was the first episode, and I'm assuming most of the rest of the trailers were are from the second episode. Right, yeah. With the stuff with the mayor and all that crap. But, mm-hmm. um, so I kind of went in with low expectations, as surprising as it sounds, just because I, I was so ready to get over seeing everything from the trailers that we'd seen 10 trillion times. How many fucking times do we hear the line? Uh, Jabba ruled the sea. I intend to rule the sea. Like, I don't ever want to hear that line again. So many just, memes I'm out of that. Of it. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm sick of it by now. Like, I'm just want to move forward and see all the stuff that we haven't seen so far. Um, so I was just low expectations, but I was mainly excited to see possible flashbacks, which we did end up oh. getting. And if you were excited about flashbacks, crazy. let me tell you. That was the highlight for me. Um, You know, all that introduction, the stuff in the first couple minutes was the most anticipated for me. And I was really pleased to see us get some of that. I'm still a little disappointed with them. But, you know, since we aren't owed anything, I think, um, you know, I'll, I'll take what I can get, even though. As far as, like, especially the Sarlacc, I just wish there was more. I I wanted to see more of that rather than Boba for, like, what felt like half the fucking episode. Just digging a hole in the desert for for those little water capsules, like, you know, with the Tusken kid. Well, you know, to me, it was kind of uh, outstanding that they did show anything regarding how he survived, even though... yeah. 
Yeah, because in Star Wars, they always bring people back from the dead and they don't explain. Like, Darth Maul comes back. How did he survive? Well, he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably somehow Palpatine returned, you know? And yeah. and in Star Wars, it, they kind of have always brushed over resurrections. Somehow. Both uh, returned. But, but in this one, they actually flash back to it, uh, which they never done in any of the other you resurrections. Know, I felt like this was the one time, though, that they couldn't get away with it. Because of all the characters that people adore, especially like fan favorites, like Boba Fett is one of the top. And since 1983, fans have wanted to see him escape that Sarlacc. And so many people have speculated that he was still alive. And of course, we got his big reveal with the Robert Rodriguez episode, uh, The Tragedy in The Mandalorian Season Mm 2. But that still doesn't do his return justice as far as we, we needed to see his, yeah, we needed to see his escape. And I just, I, don't know. I think everything was there. All the stuff was there, but especially as short of an episode as it was, we deserved to see more of that escape and that struggle. Cause we have feel, to, yeah. we have to think that, especially for such a bitch way that he went out, like <laughs> falling into the pit, and not be yeah. a blind man like we deserve to see how tough it would be to actually escape the pit and you know if he didn't have the flamethrower gauntlet he'd be fucked i was gonna say the, the way he he like i don't even know if if they needed to show it because the way that they show him coming out of it is like the most expected way that i like i could have imagined like he just used his gadgets and his jetpack and went on his way and that's it <laughs> like there wasn't there wasn't you know, like an intricate macgyver moment where he was like building shit or you know or you i don't think he should have t- been like building but <laughs> no you know, i'm just I wanted to example. see him try i right. wanted to see him try all of his gadgets i wanted to see him try to use the jetpack right. realize it, it was pretty easy anymore um you know look for a way to you know maybe crawl th- up or like you know, right. do whatever with his gadgets his struggle wasn't actually worked. his struggle wasn't actually getting out but everything that after that yeah like him exactly. surviving with tuscan yeah um but so i was in general uh, i think a little bit underwhelmed by the episode because it, it was very character driven which which i i enjoy uh but Seeing this, this is like a seven episode thing, and they were trying to set up like the present day uh, uh, conflict of him, like with the like somebody's trying to uh, like the major and the whole antagonistic thing going on. The mayor, yeah. The, like there was no, there was not really anything to sink our teeth into in right. in any way to propel you for the next episode. It was all character building. Most of the episode, if I'm not mistaken, is a flashback actually, and it's fully character yeah, based most of it is. like it is none of it as far well sure later the tuscan raiders will factor in some way but um most of it is just character uh which i enjoyed also because like the first 10 minutes or so are like there is no dialogue which i thought was so right. fucking brave and amazing yeah. and like the most star warsy like george Lucas thing yeah um we didn't need dialogue it's all about the visuals and what the story is telling through the visuals so i, I appreciated yeah. that the too. first line was rodian do you want me to cut your bones <laughs> <laughs> and you know do you know who played the rodian actually yes yes sam Whitwer. yep sam Whitwer. yeah who said Our man undistinguishable shit yeah uh <laughs> he just screamed <laughs> well he said uh 
he called him uh, Slamo mm. at the end of his sentence, which means slime ball. Oh, really? I didn't catch that one. Yep. <clears throat> uh, but so, so yeah, so um, Robert Rodriguez is directing this. He, of course, made like a lot of indie movies early on, like El Mariachi and, and you know, the Machete movies were kind of like a grindhouse feel to them. Grindhouse, yeah. Um, and he did the Spy Kids, whatever. Uh, but no, I like the Spy Kids when I, when I was growing up. I, I thought they were cool movies. My whole point is, is he's going back to basics in this. And you can kind of feel, at least for me, the change uh, directorially from, from The Mandalorian to this one. I felt like there was a little bit more humor, innate humor in the performances. I don't know if you could tell, like, the way... I guess it's because in Mandalorian, we're used to having a, a, such a stoic main character. Right. But, like, the, the way he... he and without expression. But the way he was talking to, like, uh, the Twi'lek uh, lady. Yeah. He, he kind of had, like, a twinkle in his eye, uh, tomorrow right. in that. Yeah. And it, it just had a, lev- a levity to it that I didn't... Um, feel in the other show uh right. which i it was unexpected because i ex- if, if one show was i was expecting to be darkest was was this one um but yeah uh i felt like the the the, the story was a little bit underwhelming i still want to see where they're going with it uh i felt like the, some of the action was was kind of cheap and and like uh, over choreographed like the the the, the, the plaza thing, the, thing the guys with the shields yeah that was that was goofy as fuck it wasn't even just goofy for me. It was like stale. I was I was screaming at the t- at the fucking TV because here's Boba Fett who we also saw redeem himself as an action guy like in The Mandalorian where he's just fucking stormtroopers up left and right. And which was directed by by Robert Rodriguez as well. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just watching him get beat down by a bunch of dudes with shields and this is supposed to be after that happened. So like, yes. why does he need Bacta again, or does Bacta make someone weaker if they're not fully done with the process? Like, that's not really explained. Yeah, that but was weird. Yeah, it's, it's just like, and you know, they're getting surrounded by the shields, and there's no way out. Why didn't he jetpack up, make a hole for Fennec, and then continue? Like, I'm just like thinking all these things off the top of my head as the action's happening, and. It, it's just good. like they're they're just getting fucked up, and then Gamorians are the things that save them, like of all. Yeah, they're loyal. Done. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I like the Gamorians in the episode. It was cool, but it's just like, why does Boba need Gamorian guards to save him? When it he's was fucking Boba Fett. It was know? weird, like uh, logic wise. Like, why didn't he use this jet jetpack? Why did he have to end up in the back tap? But it was also like taking it at face value, like as a hand to hand combat combat uh, choreograph uh, choreography. It wasn't very good. Like it felt like and they were not larping. Even just that they were kind of sloppy with some of the production. Like one of my yes. friends on Instagram sent me a screenshot. Yeah, in the editing of Fennec Shan's body double wearing sneakers oh, in God. one of the shots. This is the and new it's like jeans very guy. Very obvious. Like the the screen even focuses on it. Yeah, no, no, no. It was it was sloppy. You could feel in the editing when they cut from one angle to the other. Like the 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 other actor is in a different time in the in the choreograph yeah the and it, just as far as like his costume goes it's just kind of annoying to see shots of the armor bending because mm. just what if you're thinking of it as beskar it shouldn't right, be right, bending right. Like, it feels you know, plasticky yeah. you understand production wise like why the armor would right want, why they would want it to bend for you know him to move around and be flexible for all these fight scenes but we don't we shouldn't be shown shots where the armor's 
bending like that. It, it just yeah. gives it this cheap, fake yes. vibe. And same thing with some of the shots, like where you see the under part of the shoulder pads. Yes. Um, You can see like the sun like going through it. It, it just gave it this fake like Halloween like feel where. Yeah, it's, it felt like, like theme park. It, it felt like a cosplay. Yeah. It felt like a damn cosplay. And that's annoying for such a high budget production for something like Boba Fett's costume where it's more scrutinized and evaluated than literally any other costume in Star Wars, like by far. It is um, It is the reason why I brought, brought up the roots of Robert Rodriguez because he is he, he, he came up doing those type of films that are very cheap, very well made, right. of course, but, you know, they're indie as fuck. And this feels kind of indie this is, it, this is it doesn't even just feel indie it just just like his episode in the mandalorian it feels like a fan film yes and yes. at times that could be a good thing and i you know i do like him as a director but i don't want it to feel cheap and fake and fan filmy in the full extent you know well, i want it to still feel like a high budget production even that that scene of him coming out of the sarlacc is the type of scene that you would expect to see in a fan from film. a fan film exactly <laughs> i've literally i have seen that exact scene in a fan film before. really so, yeah pat and oswald used it in his filibuster and yeah, you know, yeah. that. so it's <laughs> he, literally he like predicted it literally perfectly yes his hand coming out of the pit and then just crawling out of the sand but yeah we also get a little bit more uh fan service which i i enjoyed because i'm a nerd but the <laughs> the camino and the genosis the yes. glim- glimpses that was a nice touch and daniel logan who played young boba fett chimed in on instagram which validated what i was guessing what was the case um the sh- the, the wide shots of him running up to the the helmet um were unused footage of the scene that he did in Back, Attack of the Clones. They, they yeah. filmed it in 2000 for Attack of the Clones. But um, the shot of him over the shoulder looking at the helmet was a different actor that they did f- just for this production. Right, exactly. I think the, the Camino shots are new because I don't remember that angle in the movie. Yeah, I don't either. I don't think that was from um, the film at all. Yeah, I, like even if you if you look at the Genosis backgrounds, they, they, they shifted a little bit, but that's to be expected. After right. all, it's a memory, so yeah, it's a fuzzy memory. Yeah, um, but a, a lot of like I like that stuff. I like the 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 flashbacks in isolation. I like them in the context of this wider like plotted TV show, one season TV show that's only seven episodes. I'm like, dude, like one like that's one out of seven, and nothing's happened yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like there, I like something has to happen in the second one. I think you really got to think of it as this is setting up probably the main antagonist or at least one of the main antagonists being the mayor. And it's showing it. Think of it like the Godfather or one of these crime films where, you know, because that's basically their direct inspiration for this project. So we have to just look at it in that way where this is the beginning and Boba is just trying to builds this this uh this crime enterprise from the ground up since taking over from Bib Fortuna's bitch ass. I saw I saw Robert Rodriguez in an interview mention uh King Conan as a big influence. Yeah. Um which I thought was very interesting if if you guys have seen like the Schwarzenegger movie, that's probably yep. a good indicator where, where this is going. 
Like yeah. the guy who used to be like the, the muscle and the grunt now takes over as the, the right. leader. Exactly. <clears throat> Which uh, makes sense. And it also makes sense like in a in a when you think about his legacy, right? He is mm -hmm. what his father wanted him to be his whole life. He was the right. bounty hunter because he carries that legacy of the Fets, which is, I think, the reason they show that shot of uh, of, of Django Fett's helmet. They they added that that little shot in the flashback because I think they want to establish the 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 burden of that legacy and how he's breaking off from it. I think that's one thing, but I also think it's a good way of giving him character and showing that he's haunted by his past. Right. And what happened to his father slash himself. Like, he... He needs to make his own name for himself again. Yes. Even though he's already done it as a bounty hunter, now it's like this sort of redemption of a, of a character. Because he probably feels... Like, he ruined his, his reputation by, you know, failing and falling into the Sarlacc pit. And then well, it, now he's, you know, he rebranded himself, gave himself a new look and everything like that. And now he's trying to take over the, the crime organization. Yeah, but, he's essentially reborn, really, like, in, in very metaphorical terms. A lot of comes people out of, yeah. really don't like that direction. And I am very much on the fence. On one hand, I think it's good because... It gives us a new identity for him instead of just keeping it the same old thing where it's yeah, just this, I agree. you know, let me go out on a bounty and, you know, show him why I'm the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy. The other huge issue is the Mandalorian basically took his identity in the production slash character sense and storytelling sense. They made the Mandalorian without knowing they were going to bring back Boba Fett, and they basically took Boba Fett's identity of the bounty hunter and the, the mysterious guy who barely takes off his helmet, and you don't really know much about him. He barely says much at all, and you know he directly took all of that away from Boba. So when they brought Boba back, they had to rebrand him and make something new out of him, or, or otherwise there would be no point to having him. So I understand why they gave him this new identity. It's just a lot of the Boba Fett purists, especially in my Boba Fett community that I've now adopted with the whole cosplay thing. Like these, these people are hardcore purists of Boba Fett and what his image and identity was with, especially Empire Strikes Back. So a lot of them are not happy with this new direction and like I said, I'm very much on the fence. I'm just trying to like stay positive and just think of like the good that can come from it and look at it as a new opportunity for more stories. Um, yeah, more stories about the character rather than just us reliving the past, because while the past is amazing, you know, there's always stuff to look forward to. So here's my thing. I never loved Boba Fett because I, I always felt like he didn't do enough in the movies to warrant right. liking him in any way. Uh, I like Jango Fett because he actually has a he character. Had story, yeah. He has more of a story going on. And to me, Jango Fett and Boba Fett are basically the same thing. Uh, I mean... They are. They are literally <laughs> the same thing. So it, it doesn't make sense to me that they would just regurgitate and redo another classic Jango Fett slash Boba Fett story as a bounty hunter. Right. Because right. we already know what it is. It's fine. You know? Right. I, I like that they used this idea of of, of him redoing his identity because he came out a new man out of that Sarlacc pit. He he, and I think that's the reason they show the whole flashback with the 
with Tuscan Raiders is showing how he was changed by that, that experience. It's basically a rebirth. Yes, exactly. He he crawled his way out of the pit and was reborn and rebranded, you know? He came out of that hole and he was a new... He came you know. out of that shithole a cleaner man, as uh, Andy Dufresne did in the, the sewer of <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. That's basically what they're going for. But yeah. um, I'm, I'm wondering what's going to happen with this whole Tuscan Raider group. Like, is yes. he fully in that clan now and do they teach him their entire ways and that's how he comes to get the gaffy stick and you know learn how to fight like them which yes. i'm assuming is the case I'm i just, think you know it's kind of weird someone brought up to me why do the tuscan raiders in this particular clan wear black right, right it right. makes no sense because they're not able to camouflage and blend in with their environment they're just kind of like a, a warrior group that's just running around but like they're you know, it doesn't really make much sense as far as why they were dressed in white and tan, you know? Yeah, well, some people have brought up a comic book where Vader kills a bunch of them. You know you know what I'm talking about? Uh, there's uh, a comic book in the canon uh, that's like between episode four and five. When Vader goes back to Tatooine to look around and because he now yes. knows that, yeah, that yeah, Luke yeah. is around. To look yeah. around like Ben... ben Ben Kenobi's hut and everything, right. and just out of vengeance, as a as a side note, he he goes to uh, Tuscan Raider village and murders a bunch. Right. So there's a there's a section of the Tuscan Raiders that w- were part of this or were families of the ones that got slaughtered that do a shrine, you know, in honor of well, not in honor but like as a as a deity of Vader. So they all wear black because of that. Because they they are like uh, paralyzed by the the legend of this demon that came and if and that's killed the a bunch case, of them. If that's the case, I hope to God they put that in the show in some way. That would how be sick. Cool, how it? cool would that be if we see like you know like you think of cave paintings, but maybe yes. like a, a Tuscan Raider form, and we see Vader on their thing, just like showing that he's like a, a deity or like a evil like mystical figure in their culture now. Yeah, and and Boba Fett would look at that and totally recognize what's going on because he knows oh, yeah. Vader exactly. So that would be super cool. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, he's ruling through fear." Yeah, I need to rule through respect. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I think uh, the Tuscan Raider thing, even though it seems kind of trivial and just character building, well, it is character building. But I think it telegraphs what this whole season is about: is basically him earning the res- the respect of the underworld, the same way he's starting to earn the respect of these Tuscan Raiders. You know, at the right. end, he gets the little. Uh, coconut water thing. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I hate those. Things. Uh, but um, it kind of that's what the journey is at the end of the day. It's just doing metaphors between him doing it then and him doing it now in the in the present day. I just yep. wish we saw more present day stuff. But I yeah. guess that's what what the other six episodes, episodes are for. Episodes are for yeah. The only other thing that I like have an issue with so far and. You know, we'll we'll see what happens. I, I don't want to judge it too early, but I feel like so far he's for Boba Fett's character, for who he is as a character. And of course, he's not supposed to be a good guy. He's not supposed to be entirely a bad guy. He's just kind of like in the middle doing his own thing. He's self-motivated, his own self-interest and everything like that. But he's literally known for disintegrating people alive, you know? I want more does. of 
I want more. Yeah, he blows a guy up, but I want more of that fucking ruthlessness. You know, I need to see him do some really gnarly shit in this show, <laughs> like to to live up to that reputation. I don't need that. I need to see Michael Corleone killing the heads of the five families in the fucking Godfather, like something like that. If they're gonna go with the crime route that they're going, I need to see something badass where he's just fucking ruthless. None of this, like, he might say he wants to rule with respect, not fear, but, like, I, I need to see him do some gnarly shit to really get into this. So you think it's uh, uh, it's fated to be a, a tragic character at the end of the day? I have no clue. I really don't. But I, I think, think Fennec's line kind of was alluding to what may happen, is that fear is the surer route. Right, but knowing Star Wars... And how it's a story about hope. They're not going to do that. He's going he's gonna to end up being kind of decent at the end. This isn't a rebellion. It's not <laughs> built on hope. But yeah, they'll, they'll find some way to make this all fucking goody two-shoes. And they've already changed the name of a ship to fucking Boba Fett's starship. Like, yeah. Th- that's the fucking Slave One. And none Unpaid of us will accept one. it. I refuse to ever accept that if they change it in the show. Uh, but they probably won't mention it. Like I hope name. I hope they don't. Just don't. Just don't even fucking bring it up. Like, just have him go in the ship, but don't. Actually, I don't think they ever mentioned it in the movies either. Like by name, I don't think hmm. they did. Um, I don't think they did either. I know for a fact it's not in the maybe uh, in the Clone Wars. Trilogy. Maybe I in the think, Clone Wars. I think it's in the Clone Wars. I know the ship is in the Clone Wars, but I don't know if they say it by name. You know. Yeah, uh, but anyway. I'm, I'm fairly sorry. Oh, actually, they do. The they it's do. The Clone Wars, yeah. They do say it now. It's yeah. Singh mentions it. Singh, yeah. Yeah, uh, but anyway, so I'm excited. I just thought uh, the character. I didn't get enough out of this one. Uh, it's I so hope it... short. Like, why yes. would they make it so short? Give us at least 45 minutes. You know? I'm wondering if the pandemic has anything to do with it. Also, the reason why the stunts are so ass in the <laughs> in that little bazaar. Uh, a street fight. I would have rather them just delay it if that's going to be the case, you know? Yo, and it's, it's also kind of it's also kind of silly that he's trying to rule via respect and everyone in, in Moss Espa saw had gone pawned by like level 6 uh, assassin <laughs> uh, idiots. Yeah, they watched him get <laughs> fucked up by a bunch of douches with shields. And like. then he got to get carried to a fucking back to tank by little pigs. I need back to help me. <laughs> Weak, too weak. <laughs> yeah. Hit me. Um. I don't know. Uh. I feel also like I. I get it. T- Tamura Morrison is sixty. The character is supposed to be forty, actually, which yeah. is you know a little bit of stretch, but you know it's Star Wars. Yep. Um. But I don't know. I just hope the action get like picks up that they, they get their shit together because that that choreography was just bad. That that's oh, probably man. my main thing. My main thing. It looks kind of cheap in general. It it looks um, like a theme park theme park uh, characters, you know, a little bit. I like the 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 representative, the delegation of the major, the mayor. That that actor who's playing the Twi'lek, the major domo, the major domo. <laughs> he was he was kind of he, he was a, a fun character. How he like uh, like rolled his eyes and was trying to be like backhanded. <laughs> I know, I know you like that ty- that Twilight baddie though, bro. Which one? The, the the girl. Oh, the girl. Yeah, 
she she, she, she she seemed like a bro like a you know like a brothel matriarch sort of yeah but yeah it's, it's like a cantina instead oh yeah. speaking of you saw who was in that <laughs> movie, right oh my god max rebo max rebo lives oh he lives in you and yeah. he was playing a version of the cantina theme yeah well I, i've seen people because he was playing with another dude who's a bit who and some people were like that must be a guy from the people, original band people thought people assumed it was figurin dan right 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 don. from the original oh, band and and yes. he's doing a rearrange a rearrangement of his own song with so, Mike Rebo. <laughs> i think that that's true because i don't want to feel like max Rebo stole his song no no it's a cover <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he got one, at least one of the either Figurin Dan or one of the the other guys to to do the song with him. But how did he escape oh, the explosion yeah. from Dude, Jabba's cell? Nobody barge? died in that fucking cell barge. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. How did him and Bib Fortuna? Who else? <laughs> Dude, I hope. I hope to God if there's one other person to survive that shit. It's salacious. Creature. Oh my that god! That motherfucker is my favorite character. I love that. The original I love that. I love him. I would scream if I saw yeah. that. Yeah, if we just hear his laugh and then it's just like a quick pan over to him, just like. Well, in the in Mando season one, remember in the first episode we yeah, see the fried, the fried, the fried uh, and the other one watching. Oh my god, so brutal! Kawaki yeah. uh, and monkey lizards. Yes. Um, Hondo had one. If Hondo ever shows up in these shows, which I think it's un- uh, uh, like unavoidable at some point, he's going to show up because he's a Filoni character. I'm the, sure he'll he show pro- up. Yeah, you I, know Filoni will find a way to shoot yeah. shoehorn him in. Uh, uh, I hope he has his his monkey with him. Um, but yeah, Max Rebo. I'm just imagining like looks like <laughs> turning on the lightsaber and Max Rebo seeing that and he's like fuck this and he just backs all of his instruments up and he's right. like we're <laughs> we're on the run. Max like, Rebo. Um. We don't ever see his legs, right? No, he's always I don't hidden think so. by the instruments. Yes, yes, he's a little so, piano thing. Could you just imagine his fat little chubby legs, like just running and just doing like a <laughs> dive off of the sail barge as it explodes, just like an action movie, <laughs> right? Like at the last second. <laughs> Max Rebo in yes. full blood. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh... There's a great, by the way, there's a great uh, uh, Robot Chicken sketch about Max Rebo. You ever seen that? Is there? Yeah, please. I don't remember. I I probably saw it. it. I I saw all the Robot Chicken Star Wars. I just don't remember. People check it out. It's like him doing his his record and how he's like a big, big star. Uh, Check that out. (laughs) But yeah, Max Rebo was in there. There was a droid in there. I think it was the the guy dealing cards or whatever game they were playing. Yes. Uh, That was from Star Tours, the, the Disney ride. Yeah, uh, he's like the tour guide in that ride. He's also he also appears in Rebels as like a like a, a chauffeur type thing. But we don't know if it's the exact same one. Well, no, no, yeah, one of the the it's type, just the those same types. type of yeah. droid. It has like that little like poker dealer yes hat Who, on. Yeah, who's also in in the cantina in in Galaxy Sedge. Um, yes, yes. Which I've never been to the cantina. I would love to. I have not been to Galaxy's Edge yet. Yeah, it, I assume it'll look, they, people there will look very similar to how they did in this show. Dude, I'm just like so... <laughs> it's not that I'm hesitant to go there. I just don't really... I'm not like it, like going crazy to go to Galaxy's Edge because it's 
designed as the sequel trilogy, and I don't care for the sequel trilogy. Well, I'm I sure. Wish, I wish they just did it like where there's different areas that represent the different, different eras. The different eras, yeah. Like that would be yeah. so fucking sick. I assume at some point they'll start bringing in stuff from the Commando and shit I, like that. I doubt it. I doubt it. It's Disney Plus. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's not really a lot to sink our teeth into in this episode because not the episode yet. So, but what paper thin? What do you hope to see, and what do you think we will see in episode two? Well, well, I could go based on the trailers. They're gonna have that little dinner scene. Uh, I assume that's gonna happen in this one. We're gonna keep seeing flashbacks clearly. Uh, of how he gets the slave yeah. one and everything, or yeah. Boba Fett's starship, yep. um, <laughs> and the scene of him going into Tashi Station. To Tashi Station, that that's gonna be sick. That's gonna be cool. To Is watch. he gonna pick up power converters? Oh, I, I, he has to. He's gonna fulfill the job that Luke never could. Yes, it's all it's poetry, right? Um, <laughs> so we're gonna see a lot more flashbacks, which I don't I don't know how to feel about because. Uh, it started to feel like Man of Steel, where it's like every, all the story happens in the past and nothing is happening in the present. I hope that doesn't happen too much, dude. Uh, if if I can hope for one other flashback, now that we saw the Sarlacc, which was obviously the most important and most cared about, if there's one other thing, I would absolutely lose my fucking shit to see. Can you guess what it would be? To lose your shit to see, uh, um. Yeah. If they did a flashback of something of Boba Fett, like in... his past, yeah. Well, the first thing that came to my mind was the confrontation with Cad Bane in the Clone Wars era, but that never happened because Daniel. Logan I think is... that's going to happen in this show. Is you know, right? But I mean, the, not like that, not in, as a flashback. It'll yeah, be... I mean that yeah. in that era, because right. Daniel Logan is already a no. I would die. I would lose my shit. If there was a flashback of Boba in Empire Strikes Back, like in the Cloud City moments, like from his perspective, like the scene with like Vader and all of them in there, you know, like the in the carbonite room in the yeah, in the freezing chamber. What but what is what about I not that like anything specific happening. I don't know like what they would want to show with that but like just to get more glimpses of that and especially with like the new updated like effects and everything like that like how beautiful that could look because that's always been like my favorite color palette Mm -hmm. like the visuals in that room and just to see tamara and more of the old outfit Mm -hmm. in and in any flashback of him in the old uniform you know or you know what what would be sick is um, it's like something weird with him talking with Jabba? No, no, no. Well, that would be cool too. But I'm I'm thinking about like stuff that happened in Empire that we never saw on screen. Is how he actually tracked them down to Cloud City and yes. then brought the Empire in, and how he had to yeah. like talk to Lando, and, and you know that yeah. scene. Yeah, that would be a cool yeah. scene. <laughs> see, see, there's so much like from Boba's perspective that we could see that would just be so fucking cool. Yeah, but it would have to inform what's happening in the press. It, it would have, to, yeah, it would have to be there for a reason. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but so unless they, they have Lando, find a in the way show? to put that in, and yeah, like him talking with Jabba would be really fucking cool. Like we just get like a dialogue scene between the two of them, 
and maybe they're talking about like their leadership styles or you know whatever the fuck the case is but you know uh i saw an interview with uh john caston recently who wrote solo one of the writers uh who talked about how when they were writing solo uh lucasfilm told them they couldn't use boba fett because boba fett was being developed somewhere else either a movie or a tv show or whatever uh-huh uh do you feel that given that that they have such a history that any of the solo storyline like i know there's been talk like rumors and stuff about like emily clark possibly but that's all just conjecture up to this point right uh that that story starts to bleed bleed over maybe with the crimson dawn and stuff i think that this would be you know despite all the rumors and you know possible leaks and shit that we heard i think going forward in this story it would make perfect sense to to bleed into boba fett's story with the, the crimson dawn stuff yeah, the underworld just stuff. because it, yeah this is all about the the crime underworld and that's where crimson dawn would fit in you know we don't necessarily need to see i mean it wouldn't make sense for maul to be there because maul's dead by this point yes unless it was a flashback which no, no, no. again who knows i mean it's possible i really hope um, not <laughs> <laughs> Why you don't want to hear uh, Sam Witwer again? No, I would love to, but yeah. it just feel tacked in, you know. Of course, Maybe, but it, 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 it felt tacked in in Solo. Him, like, why did yeah. he ignite the lightsaber and stuff? You well, know? to show people that there was a lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to show that it was Maul for all, all the people who are casuals who wouldn't understand. Yeah, who's this demon person? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who's this white-looking guy with horns? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, if if Amelia Clark shows up, I think that would be a perfect uh, fit. fit into this show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone else you would hope to show up? Well, Cat Bane. I mean, come yes. on. Yes, he's he's probably my top one. If Cat Bane shows up, that that'd be great. Um, I am still. I'm curious. Like, yeah, dying for like a good, the bad, and the ugly duel. Yes. Between the two of them. Yes. Um, and and. Uh, well, I think it's still it's still too early because Bad Batch is still in season one, but um, I don't and we don't know what's gonna happen with Omega, but I feel like at some point we have to see Omega and Boba Fett interact. Omega I don't, goes up in but I don't know show. if it's in this show. I I feel like it's gonna be in Bad Batch if anything. Yeah, but if the, if it happens in the show, I hope they just put tomorrow on a wig and go to town. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> that would be amazing. So brave. I, I'm Omega. <laughs> I'm your little sister. He wouldn't even change his voice. He would just yeah, it's sound just the same. <laughs> just the same voice. Pack your things. We're leaving. We're getting oh. married. Oh God, that was such a mindfuck. <laughs> <laughs> Tamara in a fucking wig. Yeah. Mary. Honestly, Omega. if there's one other thing I would like to see, I want him in a lit- a literal pool of Bacta, but. <clears throat> He's just going in, just dipping himself in and going, ah, the Polynesian <laughs> Spa. The Mose Spa. Come on, New Zealand. Try something new. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, those edits on I don't know about that, one. that shit are still Yeah, they're still iconic. quality content. <laughs> yeah. No, they're still iconic. Yeah, you gotta love. You gotta love Tamora. He's really. I I absolutely love him. Yeah, and and, and that's and the he... other thing with this show is like I'm just so glad they found a way to bring him back in the Star Wars universe. Makes sense. He's so he's just so into it, like more than anyone else I've ever seen. He's so 
he just loves these characters and loves Django and Boba and wants to do them in a good, respectful way. And he just gets so into the role. Yeah, uh, Ming-Na Wen is also like a huge nerd. I'm really glad they found a way to make her like a a bigger character than her original purpose of like Mando just dying (laughs) in that one episode. Yeah, what do you feel about the parallels? A lot of people talk about Ming-Na Wen, uh, I mean, Fennec Chan, Boba, and Django, and uh, Sam Wessel. I like them as a duo, and I wish there was more of of Sam Wessel being Django's sidekick. Aside from, you know, the Bounty Hunter game, which is kind of like, it's shitty to think about. Like, I loved playing that game, and like, I really liked their interactions in it. Do you remember Which, it? The, the, the Bounty Star Hunter? Wars, Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I barely and played it. You, like, rescue her at the end of the game, and it's like she's, like, a damsel in distress, and you save her, and it's, like, sort of like a low-key romance in a way. And then you just know that he just fucking bops her with the dart like nothing in fucking Attack of the Clones. So he just, like, kills her, like, doesn't give a fuck. So it's just like, ah, oh, I, I wish they got right. to interact more. Do you think there's a romance happening with this these ones? Oh god, I don't know. I think honestly, from what I've seen based on the images from the first episode, I think he's going to get with that Twilight chick. Yeah, that's what I yep. was feeling too. Yep. There was there was a there was an unspoken There was a thing little there's there a little <laughs> thing there. Yeah, there's a little spark there. I yeah. feel like that that could be further developed. He's going to be banging that Twilight baddie and pulling her up. Uh... Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Polynesian spa. <laughs> He's going to take care of the Polynesian uh, spa. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I guess Star Wars is sexy again. I, a lot of people said, like, in the sequels... You got kind of prudish, yeah. um, because in like Attack of the Clones, they were it was pretty fucking sexy, like the o, the OT t- as well. But you know, now we got Twi'leks and we're back in business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know anything else. Um, they want a wonga. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got nothing. <laughs> All right. We're excited for episode two, which comes out on Wednesday. Today is Monday, so it's yes. going to be in two days. We're going to release this probably – let's try to get this out ASAP for them. Yes, yes, we and, will. Uh, and then uh, we'll see you guys after episode two. We're excited. Yes, please let us know what you think. And, of course, may the force be with you. Always. <laughs> <laughs>